Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in for another edition of our Warriors Weekly Podcast for 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson joined by Matt Steinmetz as always. And uh, Matt, we're recording this Thursday morning. And what a finish last night in Salt Lake City. Warriors had players out. No Curry, no Draymond, no Wiggins. Everybody saw it or heard it at this point. A thirteen, uh, a four-point lead with 13.3 seconds to go. They give up a three. They call a timeout. Inbounds pass is stolen and run back for a layup by the Jazz. There were missed free throws. There were other bad turnovers that even led up to that uh, that put the Warriors in a position where shorthanded looking at one of their better wins of the season and it turns out to be really a, just a, a horrific loss and the kind of loss you don't see every day in, in the nba no it's a it's a kind of loss you never would have ever seen with the warriors before but we know this is a different team um boy a couple couple things about this game at least you know i texted you what midway through the third and i was and i said you know this would be a nice win for the warriors um you know, they'd gotten down, but they kept hanging in. And then all of a sudden it looked like they, they you know, then in the fourth they started to take control. Um, so it, it would have been a good win. When you lose a game like this, J.D., usually there's a usually there's a, a, an officiating component to it. And that's the thing that stuck out about last night is the refs got the call on Clarkson exactly right. It gave the Warriors a two-point lead with two foul shots and the ball. And they couldn't close it. I was thinking, believe it or not, I was thinking, you know, if I'm a Warrior fan right now, I'm almost worried that, I don't know, somehow we're going to end up with a jump ball here. Or, sure. you know, there's, there's going to be an offset, you know, offsetting tease and, and nothing comes of it. So when the Warriors got – the call, I thought the game was over. Um, well, here's what I will say. And I, I have this wrote, written down, and I know it's not about the Warriors, but Utah, the way Utah defended, when they stole the ball from Clay and then subsequently stole the ball from Poole, their, their ability, especially, I mean, especially on Clay, to swarm him, but to not foul him right away. Because they knew they had, you know, get it you, you, three to five seconds. If we can't get the steal, then foul. What do you do? You always foul too soon. You just right. do. So that tells me they're a well-coached team. And even the even the steal on pool, it was almost like the perfect stab at it 
to make because you go for the ball. If you foul him, you foul him right away. It can't be an intentional because you're going for the ball. And, oh, by the way, you just happened to get all ball. Just kind of – the. I mean, they had to make plays, too, to come back and win that game. No, they, they did, and I think you also – Maybe the refs don't call a foul on the on the swipe down as well. You just you do it. It's all in one big moment. And yeah, he got the ball. The ball was free on the ground, rolling around, and and it goes to Malik Beasley, and the, and they run it back the other way. But just for some context on what you're talking about, going back to the the Kaminga Clarkson deal where Clarkson was ejected, and I think rightfully so. I think we were talking about at the time. So so Kaminga blocks a shot. All right. Clearly, Clarkson is is frustrated because he got a shot blocked and they're probably going to lose the game at that point. And so they, they get the they pause the game. All hell breaks loose for a minute. They're reviewing everything. There's twenty four point nine seconds left at that point. So the Warriors have the ball. Twenty four point nine seconds left. Now, Kaminga did miss one of the two free throws, which wound up being crucial, crucial for the Warriors. But it, at that point, even still a three-point lead, and the Jazz have to foul, although they steal the ball from Clay. Clay then blocks a shot. The Warriors get it back. Jordan Poole goes to the free throw. I mean, there's so many little pieces of nuance. If one thing doesn't go exactly the way that it went, the Warriors end up winning the game. Jordan Poole missed a, cup, missed a free throw in, in that yep. instance after the Clay block. And then I got to ask you, Steiny. What the hell was Clay Thompson doing as the Jazz? I mean, I thought that was a brilliant play with Alexander Walker driving, content to take the two, but really was looking for anybody. Like that play was run for Alexander Walker to look for anybody whose whose defender they leave their man, and Clay just comes, just lollygagging into the paint. I have no idea what he's doing. Doesn't even really defend the layup. Just stops, and Alexander Walker. It was. I mean, it was a gift. Alexander Walker's like, well, I'm not taking the layup. I'm going to throw it out to Beasley to shoot a three because you left him. I mean, that was, and Clay acknowledged it after the game, but you know, Clay has these, he, he spaced out. I mean, he has the space cadet moments you know, frequently, and that was one of them. And it, I mean, it just, I mean, that's for a Hall of Fame player to make that play in that moment is just, what are you doing? But it also, is in line with fouling a three-point shooter when everybody in the building knows you can't foul a three-point shooter, and he got away with that a couple of weeks back against the Kings. The reality is we know that Clay has never been a cerebral player. Right? He's more instinctual. He's not, a, he's not great when it comes to score situation. We've seen that over 10, 12 years. Come on, let's just be honest. Um He's so great that most of the time he made a bad decision during their greatness, it didn't cost them games. Clay Thompson, this is hard to say. He, he's helped win the Warriors a lot of games, big games over the course of his career. They all went for it. We, we all know the story. He's costing them games now, J.D. He, he's losing them games. Last night, he lost that game for them in three different phases by not paying attention on the biggest possession and losing his man by not protecting the ball in the backcourt when he knew they were going to swarm him and 
for finishing that game eight for 25 from the field and essentially shooting the Warriors out of the game. No doubt. No, no doubt. And it was a game where, you know, on the post game show, I was trying to, to come up with, you know, hey, you needed him out there because you needed players. And if you end up winning the game, you could say, all right, he didn't play well, but he did help you in a way. You wind up losing the game, and he really does, as you say, hurt the Warriors in, in so many different ways. Like, you go back at the end of the night, and you look at the, the 8 of 25, and you go, man, he just he didn't have a good game at all. It's one of those that it, it almost completely flips from, yeah, he was solid and helped them win, to, man, he was terrible when you factor in the end-of-game situations. Yeah, no doubt. And, and, and again, like with him, I, I felt like last night he was in his own head again. Now, now listen, with, with no Curry and no Wiggins, I, I don't really begrudge him the eight for 25 as, as much as I sure. usually would, yeah. you know, look, they, no doubt. He, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna shoot in those games, but he's boy, he, he just, he, he, he's got to have another play. He's got to have, he's got to play with Draymond or Curry basically at this point, because, you know, he just can't do as much uh, individually as he used to be able to do. And, and he needs to be set up more than Steph Curry needs to be set up well, and pool for that matter. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. It's, it's really a matter of, we talked about this a little bit last week, but I think it's worth revisiting this, this notion that he's back. That we, you know, he has two or three games, and it's like he's back, he's back. It's eighteen, and it's and it's like no, he's not. And and I I keep it comes back to me where he's played what twenty games, just you know, pass or fail, good or bad. Has he played better in more than half the games that he's played in? I don't think he has. I think I was, it's, I was it, thinking six or seven to yeah. be kind of nice. Like if you were giving him a record of yeah twenty games, you win. Right. You play a good game or a bad game. Yeah, he probably is like seven and thirteen in the in the twenty yeah. games. Just on a and it, like you, you can't be back if if you're playing well a third of the time. I mean, that just right. it doesn't work that way. Well, and, and that's yeah, and that's JD. No, that's like that's the like that's how declines look. Like I'm sorry. I don't. Maybe some of this is still the injury rehab. Maybe it's still Clay getting into shape. Maybe he is going to improve, you know, short term. But like this, this is the way it looks. You get less consistent. You start missing shots. You normally make. it's. It's just like well, well, he looks the same. Well, like okay. How about this? When's the last time Clay missed that many layups? Second year in second year in the league when we used to call him Clay ups. He couldn't make a layup last night. Well, it's not the first time. I mean, that's been a problem this year and even since he came back last year. He just well, doesn't have the lift to the finish. Exactly. And and I think we've seen like, him kick out. We've seen him kick out to shooters, I think, lately because he doesn't want to go up because he doesn't have the confidence that he can finish the play. Like he there have been a few times where he's all right, I'm not going to shoot the three. I get by my man. I'm going to the basket, and he'll kick it out when it looks like he's got a layup. And I think part of the reason he's done that is because he's missed so many at the rim. Yeah, and and like the reason you miss more shots at the rim is just you know you, you jump in two centimeters lower. You're you're got you got to that spot 
you know, a split second later than you normally did. And all of a sudden you, you can't get it up over the rim. Um, so yeah, I, I, you know, clay obviously didn't help the warriors last night here. Here's one thing I've written down and, and just throwing this at you. It, it really does. I don't know if it's, and I know they got to manage some of this. It really does feel like the warriors are taking a, a very cavalier attitude to the regular season this year, like very cavalier. And, and I think some of it probably has to do with the pra- practicality of the, of the schedule, or I'm sorry, of the, um, of the standings uh, with everybody bunched in the middle, but uh, it feels like JD they're they're comfortable going to the playoffs as a, as a, you know, now I think the goal is the top six, like they take six, they'd be like, you know, like if you gave the Warriors right now the six seed and health, they'd be like, we'll take it. I think you're right about that. The one thing I would say is do it at your own peril. Because, mm-hmm. because and I think we're seeing this over the last couple of days here. You know, and, and the way the Warriors were able to, I think, so quickly get to 500 and over 500 also plays in this because they were three and seven. They were talking about what wasn't working for them, what they needed to do better. They started to play better. They essentially ditched the young players completely out of the rotation or off the team uh, at that point. They started playing better. They get to 13 and 11, and now they start dealing with some injuries, right? Now Steph Curry's banged up. Now Draymond's banged up. Now Wiggins is banged up and already ruled out on a Wednesday for a game on a Saturday, which tells you that that – that is a, a legitimate injury. But the one thing that I would say is you got to be careful with that because the the fact that everybody's bunched up, it's it, it works both ways, right? Yes, it you're, does. you're closer to the top, but you're also closer to being out completely if if you do run into a stretch where and, and this is something we talked about I think a month ago, is you get a couple of games below five hundred. And you look at right now the the ten the Warriors are the ten seed right now at thirteen and thirteen. Minnesota is is eleven at twelve and twelve. So basically, there are eleven five hundred teams right now in the Western Conference. So if you're a game or two below five hundred, you're in it. But if you have to play three weeks without a star, without a couple of stars, where are you going to be then? And that's where I think this thing can flip fast from thinking. All right. We'll go 15 and five in the last 20 games and get into the top six or get into the top four if it's bunched up. But if you're so far back by the time you get to that point where you really want to lock in because of the circumstances of the season, you may not be able to overcome it. And I think the Warriors are closer to that fate than a lot of people realize right now. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, 
like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Yeah, I, I, no, I, I think you're right. It's, it's kind of like I was talking to my producer, Evan, today, and I just said, you know, that... It's where last night's a killer, really, and Monday's I, a killer. I agree. I agree. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And, I, like, here's where it's like... Now you get somebody nicked up and okay. Now you get Curry banged up a little bit. Like you can't, you know, you go two and seven over the next nine. And now all of a sudden things look a lot different. I do hear what you're saying there. Absolutely. Well, that and point, you might say, well, they're not going to lose two. They're not going to lose seven of nine. Well, how many more games is Wiggins going to miss? How many, you know, what, what's good. Why don't I ask you that? You know, is, is there anything to be concerned about with Curry or Draymond? Yeah, I think it's interesting. I mean, Wiggins, it sounds like, is the is the most legitimate or serious of all of the injuries. But as far as just the, the first point, you know, are they going to lose seven to nine? Well, they lost seven to ten with everybody. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. essentially to begin the season. And they were playing some bad teams as well you know, on the road, and, and they couldn't beat any of them. So I, I think nothing is really on the table or, or off the table, rather, for, for the Warriors, as far as Curry goes, I thought Steve Kerr had a really interesting quote in his pregame availability yesterday from from Utah, and I'm, and I'm paraphrasing it, but it, it was essentially, hey, we got to be careful with Steph. It takes him a little longer now at 34. And he mentioned the age at 34 to recover from games and and you know back to backs and three and four nights, and if he does get a little bit banged up that the team's got to be careful of of you know throwing him out there when he's less than 100% because that won't end well for anybody and i think it's it's interesting because it's the first real acknowledgement that i i think a tangible acknowledgement of hey Steph's starting to get up there and he's great right. and he's still an mvp but Maybe you know, if there is anything that's bothered him, and I think it's clear the ankle or whatever was bothering him from the Houston game in the Indiana game to to where they said, we're going to shut you down for a few days coming off of the Indiana game. And, and that makes sense. I mean, Utah, yeah, I get, right, yeah. right in the middle of the week, you get the whole week off to kind you of get the play. extra day. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, so it made sense to do it. But I thought it was interesting. And then, you know, Draymond's a little banged up. If Steph's not going to play, you're going to make it a developmental game. Well, then Draymond's not going to play. He's been dealing with something. We've seen that that right. before. But as far as Steph goes, I mean, it it really was the first time I thought where it was like, wow, like they really are acknowledging the fact that they, in some ways, have to protect him, have to protect him from himself, have to really manage the season. And that that makes the Warriors a hell of a lot more vulnerable. No doubt, JD. And you know what else too? And I, I, it's 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 semantics. And um, um, I, I guess at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter when we talk about the greatness of Steph and and 
look at the ability, look, look at how great he is at this age and everybody worries about injury. But, you know, the, the, the real, to me, the real thing now becomes when, when is load, when does load management essentially become like a guy is injured? You know what I mean? For example, last night, I don't care what you call it. You know, Steph Curry, to me, missed that game because of injury and age. Like, that, that's why. And I know that's hard to hear. And I know you're taking him out of that game to ensure future health. But it doesn't change the fact that even in a year when he's completely healthy now, he's probably going to miss 12 games at least. Right? Because what is he on a pace now for? 10? He's missed three. Four? Has he missed four or three? It was last night and then the two games in New Orleans. Okay. So he's missed three and we're just under a third of the way through the season. So he's on a pace to, to miss yeah, 10, 10 games. Yeah, okay. 10. And that's about the best we can ever hope for now. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I... I, and, I, and, I yeah, and it's I enough. It's enough. It's enough. But if he misses 12 games within those 72 now, now it's a little more of an issue, a lot more of an issue. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it, it is. And, and I was looking it up here as, as you were talking. They, they did, uh, I guess, all right, left ankle soreness is what they what they listed. I, I thought it was a little bit more... Uh, a little bit more pronounced than that. Like I thought in just going back through the injury report yesterday, but it was, but it was listed as an injury for, for him in, in that missing the game in okay. Utah. Gotcha. Uh, but, and I think it goes back to the Houston game. And then, I mean, Steve Kerr even referenced the fact that in the Indiana game, he didn't look like himself. He obviously was his worst game of the season. And so clearly there was something going on there where they, they wanted him to, hmm. to oh, be able boy. to take, to take some time. To, to kind of recalibrate a, a little Yikes. bit. And so I think, you know, that that is why, you know, we can look at and we should talk a little bit about Kaminga from last night. And, you know, Kaminga plays well last night and puts you in position to win, but then yeah. you don't get the win. You lose the game against Indiana. And I'm, I'm, and I don't typically do this, although we talked during the day yesterday. I didn't put the Utah game in the category of a punt. Like the, like the New Orleans games were punts. I didn't think last night was necessarily a punt. Utah had guys out. They didn't have marketing. They didn't have Conley. Uh, they they had players out. The Warriors did have Clay. Uh, and and you know Utah's a comfortable matchup. I feel like for the Warriors, like they feel like athletically they can hang with the with the Jazz. And I think that's where a guy like Kaminga, his impact is so pronounced against a team that is, for the most part, I think, unathletic and bad on defense and, and that. But but you don't win the game, and now you're 13 and 13, and Boston's coming in before you go on a six-game road trip. So it, it 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 suddenly takes me to, well, do you want to glow over Kaminga? And I think we can and probably should at least for a couple of minutes. Or do you want to focus on the fact that this team might not be 500 when they come back on Christmas? Because that's very much on the table now. Yeah, and, and here's where I am with you. I think there's a big difference between guys playing well and guys playing well in a win. And through no fault of Jonathan Kaminga's, he should have been able to come out of that locker room last night. I don't even know what his numbers were, but my numbers were the numbers, and I did what I did on defense. And you know what, damn it? I, I was one of the most important players in a win. 
Like that's yeah. big. Like that is so much bigger than anything a guy, a young player does on a 30 win team, as far as I'm concerned. But they lost a cheapie. They lost a cheapie. So, so he doesn't get to quite have that feeling. Nope. But then they also lose a tangible game in the standings where, you know what? They probably would rather be two up right now than than 500 looking at the next seven or eight games. Like, no, you're absolutely right. No doubt. I, will say, I will say this about Kaminga. I, I, see, I see his ability to defend if he can be pretty smart. Because Jordan yeah. Clarkson is not an easy guard and Kaminga's bigger than him. So you're telling me he can guard or he can give you a shot against guys like Clarkson and then you hope that he can be a good defender at the other end with bigger guys? Okay. All right, I see something there for sure. Yeah, and the number Notice I was talking about his defense no, too, by the way. No, you're right. And and I think that the defense is is the most important thing and the rebounding and the hustle and and those are the things that he's done better I think over the last week and a half to 2 weeks. The question becomes, and I, I'll give you the line, 24 points, 10 to 13. It was almost all at the rim. It was dunks. It was little post-ups. It was somebody drives and he cuts. Uh, the the go-ahead bucket uh, at the end, I think, pool drove. He cut. He pump faked. Got the defender in the air. I think it was Kessler and then and then dunked it. Like, it was really he, – he wasn't – at times he chases his offense, I think, no and that's all bad. He didn't chase his offense last night. It was all it was almost like what you see from a from a center in you know from a from a center that just kind of hangs at the dunker spot or waits, you know, they you don't run any plays for him. He just gets his in the context of what everybody's doing. They ran a few little short posts, hey, grab it and 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 kind of bulldoze somebody for a layup. They did that. You can run those kinds of plays for him, I think. But the question I have is he, I think he did it in a way last night where it could translate to playing with the with the other players, which is something that isn't always true in games where you start taking star players away and a guy ends up getting 13, 13 shots. I mean the thing, and I might be wrong on Kaminga here, but the way I would the way I would use him uh, essentially, and I would have been I would have been kind of asking him to be this guy from the get-go is it, it seems to me like he has trouble with defensive philosophies, just like Wiseman, which is understandable. Right. So he seems to excel when you give him a guy to guard. Yep. Can you guard this guy? 100%. Yeah, I think I, I – let me try, okay? You're already in a better spot. They used to say this about Clay a lot, and it's funny because it popped up tonight. And I heard this from from you know a lot of people like this little you know Clay can lose focus. That's why he's such a good on ball defender because it gives him something to focus on. The guy with the ball, he's really good at defending Harden. He's really good at defending those guys at the top. But when you get a guy who moves without the ball, he tends to lose his focus, and that's where he's not quite as good as a, as a defender. I think Kaminga looks the same way to me. Like, man. I almost say, "Hey, Kaminga, here's what you're going to do. Your first three, years. just just defend and rebound, defend and rebound, defend and rebound. Don't do anything else, because by not doing anything else, you're still going to get 12 points a game. I guarantee you. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, I would almost, I would almost have tried to see if you can talk him into being a defensive, just a, a just a defensive madman, and 
and then he starts developing that reputation. Like that's how you then become a great defender. One of the reasons Draymond's a great defender is because he's got a reputation now as a great defender. It's a fair reputation. And now he gets breaks. Like now he gets sure. breaks. So like Kaminga should have, I think he should embrace that defensive role. Well, and I think they've tried to get him to embrace it. I, I think with, with varying levels of success, I think there's times where he's, he seems more into it now than, than he has at any point this season. There were stretches last year. I think what the, the tricky part has been with Kaminga, and you see a lot of this off of last night. He's got to play. He's got to play every game. He's got to play 25 minutes. What the Warriors have seen, though, is when he's flashed like he did last night and they do give him more minutes or they guarantee him a spot, he didn't play as hard. And 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 he does he almost reverts to try and play a little bit differently. He he does chase his offense and shoot the th- think about how many three point shots he was taking earlier in the year between now. Now he's maybe taking one, one a game, one or two a game. I mean, he was taking four or five a game. I mean, like that was his role on the team. And and I know I'm switching from, from defense to offense a little bit, but I think when he has played well, they've given him more and then he hasn't necessarily handled it well. And that's why we've seen him then play less or get pulled from the, from the rotation. So I think that's, that's something to keep uh, an eye on it. Well, the one thing last night, J.D., that I want to get into was Wiseman. Um, you know, it was his first game back, James Wiseman. He only played five minutes, but he's obviously a, a, a big, big topic of conversation among Warrior fans. And and I don't mean, like, he, he was okay. Like, that was, that was a pretty good five minutes. And I'm not being derogatory and I'm not being sarcastic, but, like, this is the way I all – like, we all – I always thought he had to go like, okay, can you give us four to six? And, and that's what he did last night. Now, why didn't he get into the second half? Probably because the game got tight. Yeah. They thought they could win. That's that's what I thought too. That's what I thought too. So let's just put it, put the rat on the table. They thought they could win. So he didn't play. Right. Fair enough. But he's going to get at least five minutes ahead uh, in in the first half of every game. And, you know, when Boston's beating him by 25 on Saturday, he'll play in the second. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, although but it does no. sound like it does sound like he's going back to Santa Cruz. I mean, which I thought was, wow. was interesting. The fact that, all right, Draymond wasn't going to play. They were down bigs. So they brought him up for that game. But it sounded like and in, in just reading, you know, parsing through the, the press conferences that that they want him to go down and play a lot as opposed to you know play a lot on the G League level as opposed to play a little bit or not play at all with the with the big club. Well, I mean okay. I mean if it, it, it makes sense. I mean are you telling me that maybe it was just because they needed a body? I think it last I night. Think it, I think it was. And all right, let's okay. pull him back into the fold. Let's pull him back into the fold and you know let him know that he's not gone for good. I mean I I don't think there's gotcha. a final decision made on that, but I mean, I don't think he's going to – I'll say this. I think if he's with the Warriors, the Golden State Warriors on Saturday, I wouldn't imagine he's playing a, a sniff in that in that game. I mean, it's – Well, unless it's, well, unless, unless yeah, it's unless garbage time. Unless you're down big. Uh, but yeah, I do th- yeah. I do think it was a good – it was a good five minutes. Hey, that game's – you play that – the Celtics, Celtics are playing unreal yeah. and not going to have Wiggins. We'll see. I, I hope everybody else plays because that game – 
you know, that's one of the games in the schedule comes out where you're thinking, man, that's going to be a lot of fun. And, and, you know, usually it feels like usually the other teams got guys out in these games, the Warriors don't. Right. And, and this one, it's the opposite, but it's the same, it's the same feeling like, damn it. I want to see these two teams play each other head up, especially because the Celtics have improved off of when we last saw them in June. Yeah. It's, and, uh, Celtics seem to be having the year the Warriors had last year at the start. Remember, the Warriors got off to an 18-2 and two start, and I think a lot of that was because they felt disrespected because they were being counted out. And I think the Boston Celtics are still really upset about losing the finals last year, so they're coming out well, with a chip on their, their shoulder like the Warriors did last year. I mean, it felt – last night – I don't know if you saw the, the Celtics last night, but they played in Phoenix, first game of their trip, mm-hmm. and they got up 40. It, I mean, it was they and Chris Paul was back and it was a right, big game and they went in there and from the jump just dominated the game. I mean, up 20 at the end of yeah. the first quarter, they were up 40 in the second half. I mean, the game was over before it started. I mean, it was a it it felt like a championship type performance from from the Celtics last night. So, yeah, the Warriors are we're in for are in for it, uh, I think, on Saturday. So good stuff, my man. We'll, we'll do it again next week uh, as the road trip hits for Steiny. I'm J.D., 95.7 The Game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.